It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson. This is the extended edition of Inside Sources on a Thursday. Hope you're having a fantastic day out there. We will be with you all the way till 3 o'clock when we'll pass the mic to the great Jeff Kaplan, who will get you home safe and smart with everything you need to navigate your way home. And a couple of things as we uh, round out a, a very busy news day here on KSL News Radio. And if you're just tuning in, if you've been out and about, uh, a lot of things happening today. Obviously, we uh, followed the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, and his visit here to the state of Utah and his speech, uh, which was at Merritt Medical earlier in the day today. He also met with leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, talked about faith, family, and freedom uh, things that are very important to the church, religious freedom in particular, they talked about uh, in terms of how that rolls. Uh, the president, the vice president in his speech uh, talked a lot about the uh, trade agreement, obviously, that needs to be ratified. Most people thought, didn't we already do that? Uh, but it actually has to be ratified by Congress. It is a treaty, so it does have to go through the House and the Senate. So the vice president was drumming up some uh, additional support there uh, for the uh new trade agreement. It's the USMCA, not U.S. Marine Corps, but the uh, U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. And uh, so uh, he was uh, touting that. He was also touting the economy. Uh, he even gave a nice shout out to the Deseret News, said you should read the Deseret News, not the New York Times. So Jeff Kaplan might have to weigh in there. I think it should be an and, not a not a but. but. I'm proud to know you in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was a nice shout out from the from the vice president there. Uh, and I think it was interesting too. Uh, obviously, we captured the uh, the real amazing exchange uh, with uh, Jenny Taylor and her son uh, as they had a chance to uh, take a look at Air Force Two with the vice president. A really special moment there, and uh, just a, a really great thing from the the vice president. Uh, and looking at those kinds of speeches, uh, having written some of those and watched them uh, be created, uh, it's always fascinating to see how that works. And this was a speech the vice president was clearly engaged in. Uh, he had uh, some very specific things beyond the normal talking points you would do as you go into anywhere in the country. Uh, but I think it was very clear that the vice president has great admiration and respect for the state, uh, for the governor, and for the people of Utah who are creating this great laboratory of democracy. And so that was very indicative, very telling, and again, very much in line with what we've been saying this week, that Utah is poised not just to be crossroads to the West, but crossroads to the world. The economy, jobs, civil society, you know, all of those things, despite our problems and weaknesses and challenge, challenges that we have many of in the state, let's not, uh, this is not a time to spike the football by, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it is a time where Utah is uniquely poised to lead not just nationally, but internationally. Uh, we also noted that uh, Utah's senior Senator Mike Lee has been in Guatemala, that he was invited to be the keynote speaker and honored guest at the National Prayer Breakfast uh, for Guatemala. Most uh, 
citizens here in Utah know about the National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C. every year that always attracts the president of either political party. A lot of politicos from both sides of the aisle and religious and business leaders. Uh, the same is true for Guatemala uh, with their National Prayer Breakfast and the uh, senior senator, Senator Lee, uh, spoke to that group. He actually spoke in Spanish, uh, delivered his entire address in Spanish. So that was uh, an interesting uh, little bit. And then he also met with the president of Guatemala uh, to talk about asylum, immigration, and, uh, and a host of other things about how they move forward uh, in, again, a lot of these really challenging issues for that part of Latin America. Uh, also today, we talked about uh, some interesting ideas in terms of uh, blockchain voting. Andrew Yang, a candidate for president, tech guy. Uh, he was talking about wh- how that can actually happen. So uh, we brought in our, our expert and talked about what that would w- look like, how that would work, what the security would, would be. And, uh, and then, of course, you have a host of other issues to deal with, which would be all the ethical things that may fall out of that in terms of influence and uh, so on. Uh, so that's going to be a, a topic that we continue to to pursue. And we had a fascinating discussion. If you missed this section of the of the program today, you have to go to the KSL News Radio app or to uh, ksl.com and go to the podcast page. Uh, we had just a an amazing conversation about fake news and fake memories. And uh, we had a uh, just a, a great discussion of, of how th- true that is, that first that fake memories really exist, uh, but then how fake news can influence it. And we had uh, Dr. Kiara Green uh, joined us live from Dublin. She's with the University College of Dublin, uh, where she heads the Attention and Memory Lab and broke down how memories are created, that it's not... It's not a recorder. It's not a video recorder. It's not a tape recorder. It's a construction project. And she likened it to Legos, uh, how you reconstruct memories every time you think them through. And so fake news can cause you to add different things that maybe weren't real to begin with, but become part of that narrative and that construct. And it's why it's so important that we are always testing and uh, challenging uh, with a little bit of skeptic, excuse me, skepticism. Uh, but a lot of uh, forward-looking as as we consume news uh, on a daily basis. Uh, finally, today, I want to get to uh, to some principles. So we've been talking about the idea of civility and uh, this challenge uh, by the McCain Institute, John McCain Institute, uh, to do an act of civility, an act of kindness. Uh, and we've invited you to, to join us in that quest and to share the things that you're experiencing or the things that you are doing as an act of kindness or an act of civility. And we've had some great ones come in. We had uh, just a recent texter popped in and said, I'm taking care of grandchildren while my daughter is uh, with a child having an operation today. Uh, So those are important things. We always want to hear what you're thinking about and what you're doing. Uh, In fact, one of our texters uh, sent in a great piece uh, that is historic. (laughs) It, uh, It goes back to... George Washington's Rules of Civility, and so many of them still apply. And he wrote these as a young man, and they do still apply. So I'm going to share as we close out today for our uh, principles section here uh, just a few of those principles of civility from George Washington that we really ought to keep going uh, at. One uh, that I often reference myself is that uh, this is what George Washington said. Think of this. He said, read no letters, books, or papers in company. But when there is a necessity for doing it, you must ask leave. So what he was saying was, if somebody, if you're with somebody in the room, don't be looking at your cell phone. 
Don't be reading a text. Don't be surfing the internet. Give attention. So do it later. Washington said, uh, do it at another time. And if you have to, again, excuse yourself from the room. Uh, another one of Washington's rules for civility, he said, let your discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive. <laughs> Everybody's busy. So get to the point and then move on. Uh, he said, in visiting the sick, do not presently play the physician. <laughs> How often do we do that? Uh, and and really sharing what you don't really know. Um, let me share one more as we wrap up here today. Uh, he said, undertake not what you cannot perform, but be careful to keep your promise. In other words, when you say you're going to do something, do it. Keep your word. It really is your your biggest asset. Uh, and then finally, and this is a good one for all of us to end the day on, speak not evil of the absent, for it is unjust. And that goes along with a host of other things from Washington. Speak, uh, think before you speak, I think is the other key component there. I know you never do this, Jeff Kaplan, uh, but we talk about these things here. <laughs> he just shut down gossip, didn't he? I know, he? he did. He shut it all down, which is amazing. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us on a Thursday. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources, the extended edition. I am Boyd Matheson. I'm the opinion editor at the Deseret News, and it is always great to be with you. And as you head out into the world today, as always, remember, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.